T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, we are basically two months and counting, just a little bit more than two months. There will be just a little bit of conversation about quarterback in the draft between now and and night one in cities like ours. Uh, Field Yates has always been one of my favorites. Uh, He has been with ESPN for a while now. You can follow him on Twitter, on X, at Field Yates. He joins us right now, courtesy of our BetQL guest hotline. Uh, There will be some non-quarterback questions for you, but I want to focus on quarterback here. And I actually want to start with, you know, a week ago Sunday, what is your opinion of Patrick Mahomes after winning his third? Well, I mean, uh, my opinion is probably not that different from what where most people are right now, Kevin. I would say that uh, Patrick Mahomes has put himself in the conversation for the second most accomplished quarterback of all time. Uh, I don't know if this is a hot take, but I'm going to probably stop short of calling somebody the greatest to ever do it when he's maybe only on hole seven or eight of the proverbial 18-hole career that I hope that Patrick Mahomes has the chance to fulfill in its entirety. And when the most accomplished quarterback in my estimation, Tom Brady holds every statistical passing record that anybody cares about and has seven Super Bowl victories. So while Mahomes uh, may end up with more, I think that for now his resume relative to Brady's 
is incomplete, but he's the best player on the planet right now. Certainly a walking playoff first for the Kansas City Chiefs, almost regardless of what happens around him on the roster. And uh, in a, a time in which I do think we have several defining athletes in this generation, whether it's LeBron James and Steph Curry in the NBA or whether it's Sidney Crosby and Alexander Ovechkin in the NHL, I do believe that right now Patrick Mahomes is the signature individual athlete across all sports. To me, that's a fairly significant mantle to be sitting upon. Has there ever been a better front nine for a quarterback? Uh, that's it, it's probably not. No, and and Brady, uh, you know, had the three victories in his first four seasons as a starter in the Super Bowl. But Brady's statistical profile is very different than Patrick Mahomes. And I, I understand that uh, this is going to come across um, as something other than you know lathering on the praise for Tom Brady, but it's not. Tom Brady was a different player early on in his career than the guy that kind of hit his stride and became this record-setting quarterback left and right for basically every season from about. 2004, 2005 on, uh, and continue to do so at an incredibly high level all the way until the ungodly age of 45 in the NFL. Uh, But Patrick Mahomes, you know, stepped onto the field as a second-year player, first-year starter, and became, you know, a a potential MVP candidate. That's how tremendous he was out of the gate. Uh, The stuff that he did for the Chiefs was record-setting. So you could say that Patrick Mahomes is going to be a better player through the first I guess this would be seven, but six seasons of playing of his career. Uh, that being said, this is a this is a marathon, not a sprint. So uh, if uh, you're Tom Brady and you're still clinging to hope that you will uh, go down as the greatest quarterback of all time, or I should say remain as the greatest quarterback of all time, Patrick Mahomes still has some uh, work ahead of him. But, uh, you know, I, I don't bet against that guy right now with everything that he has accomplished uh, and this remarkable run this past year during a season in which it felt like if you're the Buffalo Bills or the Baltimore Ravens or one of these other teams at the top of the heap of the AFC, you must be kicking yourself thinking about the fact that the door was open to beating the Chiefs and nobody was able to do so when it mattered in the playoffs. Yeah, I don't want to obsess over Mahomes. I feel like we did this all last week, but it's just interesting oh, yeah. because you started off by talking about, you know, the second most accomplished quarterback. And yet, I think, you know, if we took the numbers out of it and we just said, what have we watched with our own eyes as lifelong football fans? There's a case to be made that Mahomes is the best we've ever seen. He might end up being the most talented quarterback that we have ever seen. Yeah. And I'm not trying to dispute that. I don't know. Maybe, I'm part of, maybe part of the reason why I don't have a long, successful radio show like you do, Kevin, is I don't necessarily <laughs> uh, have the energy to like debate these topics <laughs> as much when they're still ongoing, yeah. right? I mean, right. Um, gets repetitive. Me to, yeah, I mean, no, no, far be it. For, I, I just, you know, I am incredibly grateful and appreciative of what we have. Uh, with Patrick Mahomes, I'm also not ready to draw my final conclusion on him because there could be, I mean, maybe an outside chance, but there is a chance that, you know, 10 years from now, we're not talking about Patrick Mahomes as, uh, you know, the contemporary to Tom Brady, but like, is this the greatest athlete we have ever seen, right? There's also a chance, and I'm not betting on this either, but he ends up with five Super Bowl titles, which would be the second most ever by a quarterback and an incredible accomplishment, but if he has five and Brady has seven and the numbers are parallel, at least close to it, how can you make the case for Patrick Mahomes as the most accomplished ever when Tom has them up to yep. in the most important category. So, um, you know, there, there are a lot of outcomes that are on the table here for Patrick Mahomes. I, I try to sort of live a little bit more in the moment than just be, uh, you know, very sort of, uh, truthfully as a football fan, just you know, grateful that we have the chance to witness 
uh, the apex of Patrick Mahomes, and maybe there's a chance the apex hasn't even reached. And yeah. if that's the case, then the rest of the NFL is screwed. Yeah, they are, and it's a. It's you're right. Just uh, at, at at some point, take a step back and just enjoy him because he is he's incredible to watch. So sticking with quarterback theme, and we'll get to Washington here in a moment. Um, a week removed from the Super Bowl, wh- what do you think the 49ers think of Brock Purdy? I they love Brock Purdy, and I think that it's not going to be lip service when you hear Kyle Shanahan lathering on the praise for him during various points this offseason. They love Brock Purdy. They think he's a high-level quarterback. We can debate that externally, whether we think he belongs in the conversation for one of the eight or ten best. But the reality is that it's not just what your evaluation is of Brock as an individual player, but it's also your evaluation of where Brock is at his juncture of his career, what juncture he's at in his career, and what resources you have available to dedicate to the quarterback. Say whatever you want about Brock Purdy. For the next year, he is the best discount in maybe professional sports, but certainly among starting quarterbacks because the 49ers will be good again next year, and they have very little in the way of, well, by the time it's all said and done, they will have uh, not deep pockets to spend in free agency, uh, assuming they take care of a couple of guys that either are extension eligible or are free agents this offseason that uh, will need to be retained if they want to kind of keep things going the way they are right now. So I look at it like this, Brock, imperfect. I'm not naive to that fact. I also believe that Brock is the 49ers' best option for next year and a guy that you can legitimately win a Super Bowl with as your quarterback. I understand that right now it feels like they were a mile away, but they went to overtime against you know maybe the second greatest quarterback or most accomplished quarterback already. They uh, had the lead, right? I mean, when Brock Purdy last touched the football in the Super Bowl, his team was up by three points. So I think San Francisco is much more likely to kind of just hold the fort and uh, just kind of power through with, Uh, how things are with Brock Purdy and see if they can sort of find ways to supplement the roster around him a little bit. They don't need to do a whole lot and then just play better. I know it sounds ridiculous. I know fans who have followed Kyle Shanahan are sick of hearing that because he's been in three separate high leverage moments in the Super Bowl where he has been on the wrong side of the outcome. You got to play better though. I I understand that Kyle Shanahan has, uh, you know, been a part of three of the, you know, most notable I think collapse is too strong, but the most notable, at least in two of them, I mean, one of them was a collapse, right? The 28 to three game. But still, he's been on the wrong side of three bitter, bitter endings in the Super Bowl. It also means that he is very, very close to being three and oh, is either an offensive coordinator or a head coach. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. I get that. But if you're San Francisco, I think you have to be thinking long and hard about just finding a way to largely run things back and count on your infrastructure and count on these guys still being very close to their top of their game in the case of many of the players that they have for expensive contracts. We're talking to Field Yates from ESPN. So let's fast forward uh, to the end of April. Uh, Do you think at that point Justin Fields is still on Chicago's roster or not? I don't. I assume that he'll be traded, and uh, I, I don't have. I'm not. I'm not trying to report something because I don't have that information uh, right now. But uh, I just would say this is that that's sort of driven by circumstance. But um, I am going to find a lot of ways to discuss this. One way that is simple is that after three seasons, if you're having the conversation about whether the guy is or is not a long-term option at quarterback, generally speaking, it profiles as a player who is not a long-term option at quarterback. There have been a couple of examples of guys that have had fourth-year success that was uh, sort of 
counter to what they had done in the first three years. The most recent one was Daniel Jones. Uh, the Giants were then thrust into paying him a lot of money on a long-term contract. He struggled before getting hurt and now has a second knee injury. Excuse me, had two neck injuries and a torn ACL on the ledger. So uh, the Giants might be in a heap of trouble as it pertains to their quarterback contract. But um, I think Justin has enough ability to be a starting a starting upgrade for multiple teams around the NFL, Pittsburgh, Atlanta, amongst them, especially teams that don't have an obvious path to acquiring a quarterback like the Bears do with the first pick in the draft. Uh, if the Bears did not own pick one and only had pick nine, I would not be banging the gavel and saying Chicago must do everything in its power to move up from nine to you know, two or three to acquire one of these top three quarterbacks. But given the circumstances, which always matter, I think Chicago would be smart to take Caleb Williams and proceed with a new starting quarterback for hopefully, in their case, you know, another 10 years or so. I think one of the um, conversations fans always are way off on uh, draft, yes, but trade compensation. It's like whenever you start mm-hmm. to guess on trade compensation, it usually is not as close to what you thought it was. What is Justin Fields going to bring back for Chicago? Well, I, I'll tell you this. is uh, So what you do in, in, in situations like this is you always try to find, this is like real estate, right? You try to find cops, try to find houses in the same neighborhood that went for X dollars, right? There aren't a ton of perfect comps here because you've got examples of quarterbacks that went for outlandish prices, like Sam Bradford when he was traded to the Vikings after Teddy Bridgewater shredded his knee. And uh, I was like late August, the Vikings wanted to compete that season. They traded the uh, first round pick to Philadelphia uh, for Sam Bradford. However, um, the best, most recent comp is, in my estimation, Sam Darnold. You can't evaluate that based off of what Sam Darnold became in Carolina and what he has been since. You have to evaluate it based off of what Sam Darnold was at the time that he was traded. Like Justin Fields, highly drafted player. As a matter of fact, he was the third pick. Justin, of course, was the 10th pick in the draft. Sam had basically been a three-year starter, which included in the first two seasons, 36 touchdowns to just 28 intercept to 20 interceptions, which is a lot, obviously. Imperfect. I'm not. I'm not trying to confuse right. anybody with that. But there were some moments for Sam Bradford in the same way that there have been some moments more in the case of Justin. Uh, but Sam, like Justin, is one of those guys that I. Uh, I think evaluators see a little bit differently depending on who you're speaking with, and some really like Sam Bradford. Excuse me, Sam, Sam Darnold. Darnold. Yep. So he goes for a two, and I believe it was a four, uh, and, and that goes to the Jets. Do we look back and say that was a bad trade by Carolina? Of course. They made many bad moves. That's why everybody there was fired this past season or offseason. But that's probably, to me, a reasonable comp. I think that a first-round pick for the Bears would be hard to fetch, incredibly hard to fetch, absent one thing. The Bears are probably hoping that all these teams that have eyes on quarterbacks, like the Atlanta Falcons, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Minnesota Vikings, Pittsburgh Steelers, right? They probably want Baker Mayfield to go back to Tampa. They want Minnesota to keep Kirk Cousins. And they want the Raiders, and they want the Steelers. They want the Falcons to all have no option at quarterback. And the Broncos the same way, because if you can get three or four interested parties, maybe what could be a second and a fourth becomes a second or a third, or maybe, maybe in an completely, completely unlikely, but perhaps circumstance, there is a first, a late first-round pick involved. So I'd be very, very surprised if they got a number one pick. But you know, if you have multiple bidders, people will do some crazy things in real estate and when it comes to trading for quarterbacks. No doubt. All right. So uh, before we get to Washington at two, 
Do you see any possibility that Caleb Williams isn't the number one pick in the draft? You know, on film, I don't think I do. Uh, I think the player is outstanding. I think that the rhetoric has gotten a little bit out of hand surrounding Caleb Williams. I would just say this. There's a lot more to the evaluation than just the film. We have two months, as you alluded to earlier, ahead of us, uh, where these prospects are going to be sliced and diced uh, fairly or unfairly, oftentimes unfairly. So um, I haven't, like, printed my Caleb Williams Bears jersey, if that makes sense. I haven't sent him Zillow listings in Chicago yet. Uh, but I would say that he is the overwhelming favorite and deserves to be to go number one overall. I don't think this is as uh, quite as, like, lock it in as Trevor Lawrence coming out a couple of years ago. I think he is a comparable prospect in terms of overall ability. That one, though, felt like it was kind of, you know, the hand was tipped pretty much right away, and understandably so in that 2021 draft class. So I think Caleb goes number one overall, but, uh, you know, until, like, I get some Adam Schefter tweet that says that he is going to be a bear, I'll probably stop short of guaranteeing something, but I do believe that's where it ends up. All right, and, you know, the idea that they would take some sort of an historic haul, I mean, kind of goes out the window if they trade Justin Fields. They've, they're going to take Caleb Williams. Yeah, they're taking Caleb Williams. I also don't know what an historic haul means, to be honest. Exactly. Right, like, so, what does that mean? I, I, you know, like, um, what it, they got well, last year was obviously very good, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I went back and looked at some of the closest comps for, you know, up to, up to one or up to super high in the draft. Like when Washington traded for RG3, it, it wasn't – see, we're looking at it more from a Washington to Chicago standpoint, one spot. You don't use the Jimmy Jan- Johnson draft chart for that because as you described with Fields, no. it becomes a supply-demand thing. Um, and if there's a lot of demand, that price gets driven up. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't – I think, you know, from Washington's standpoint, to move up to one historic, I don't know that they'd be willing to do it. Two, I think it's, you know, a swap and then a couple of more ones. You know what, Kevin? Um, I think you're right. And I think that whatever most fans, you know, I've seen people say, hey, you know, give them, you know, two plus uh, whatever it is, 40, basically return the Montez sweat pick, right? And call it a day. (laughs) It ain't going to be like that, right? No. It would be whatever you think it is. Just add a whole lot more. I get it. It's, and you can't use charts. You can't use logic. You have to use this concept in mind. The only way that the commanders would trade up for pick two to pick one is because there is one and only one quarterback they believe is worth that pick. Most likely, we would infer that it's Caleb Williams, especially with the Cliff Kingsbury connection. That's the only way it happens, though. And if you're Ryan Poles, the Bears GM, again, I'll make this. A, this is the analogy, right? It's okay. You've got the one house in the neighborhood that this buyer wants, and this buyer needs this very specific house, so they have to have it by this certain date, and uh, whatever the circumstances may be. Well, if you know that this is it, make or break, you're not going to sell it for whatever you originally listed it at, right? You're going to sell it for as much as you can possibly get. So um, I hate to make this so supply and demand, so economic, so real estate markets, but uh, that's how it is, and that's why I think. Um, not only is there incredibly low chance that they trade up from two to one, but there's an incredibly low chance that they trade down from two to three, right? The Patriots for all the same factors would not be nearly as motivated to move up from three to two as I'm sure commanders fans would like them to be. All right. So let's get to it. So we've just decided that the odds are stacked heavily in favor of the bears trading Justin Fields and staying at one and selecting Caleb Williams. I saw your mock draft from last week 
you like Washington select to select Jaden Daniels. Why? I love the player, and I think that people have to understand very quickly that when you uh, put one player in your mock, a spot ahead of the other does not mean that you have like this. Um, like my evaluation of Jaden Daniels is not so far superior to Drake Mays that I think it will be a massive error. Right? As a matter of fact. Uh, it's possible the commanders think that Drake May is a superior player. So I'm not ruling out that possibility. I will just say this, that, you know, Jaden Daniels did as much as you could possibly do in one college football season to boost your stock. He was absolutely electric this past season, 40 passing touchdowns, only four interceptions. So minimal turnovers this past season uh, led the country, at least amongst FBS players in terms of yards per attempt. He changes the way, he tilts the field in a way that no other quarterback in the class does because of the rushing ability. But this is not to be mistaken for a guy that comes out of college who can only run. He is a very gifted and natural thrower as well. He excels on vertical throws down the field. The wide receivers in LSU had some shades of, of the commanders in the sense that they had multiple very talented guys. They crushed it on wide receiver screens as well. It's important that your quarterback distributes the football accurately and in a spot for those wide receivers to run after the catch with the football in their hands. All of those areas were great strengths of Jaden Daniels. And I'll say this until the draft begins on April 25th, when the moment was at its biggest, Jaden Daniels was at his best. I understand it's LSU. They're never going to be this team that is totally bereft of talent. But I'm just telling you, they were not as good as a nine-win team last year that Besides, they lost an absolute shootout to Ole Miss. By the way, like one of the worst defenses in school history this past Ever. year for LSU. Ever. So uh, he, he really needed to carry a significant load and go back and just find like the absolutely terrible game from Jaden Daniels. You'll be searching all the way through that 2023 season uh, and you won't find it. I mean, absolutely sensational in so many big moments, uh, kind of put the team on his back when they needed the most. And uh, the numbers look like video game numbers, but we're talking about big numbers against great teams. I mean, nearly 400 yards of offense against both Alabama and Missouri. In those games, he had over 100 yards rushing. He had over 200 yards passing. He had four passing touchdowns, uh, excuse me, four total touchdowns against Missouri, a, game, a team that, by the way, is going to have four or five guys drafted from their defense, including two corners, a linebacker, you know, a terrific edge rusher. So that's great competition on the road. Uh, he was great in his biggest moments. There's so much to like about Drake May. I am not going to sit here and say a single negative thing about Drake May, but when you put a player two as opposed to three, it is not about what the other guy doesn't do well. It's rather shining a spotlight on what the player, in this case Jaden Daniels, does at a high level that merits that number two overall pick. Look, you don't have to pitch me or Denton on Jaden Daniels. Uh, we, yeah. we agree with everything you said. I, I think – for anybody that that questions um, whether or not he can play the position, go watch the first half of the Bama game in Tuscaloosa. Watch him playing hurt against Missouri uh, and leading them back. Um, I think there's something special about him as well. I'm curious as to whether or not you think the league and really, m- most importantly, teams that have needs – I've had this sense recently from reporting, from mocks, et cetera, including yours, that maybe Jaden Daniels is becoming more of a consensus too than Drake May. Yes or no? I don't know that I would go that far. Um, I, I, I mean, listen, I've spoken to people that, that I've spoken to people that have told me that they like him more, right? That Jaden is ahead of Drake May. But I, I tell people often that I don't 
confuse uh, the opinion of a few with the opinion of the majority, right? It's also possible that if I kept talking and I talked to, you know, 25 more scouts that they would, I, I would meet 24 that liked Drake May more than Jaden Daniels, right? So uh, there is a sample size, no doubt, that prefers Jaden Daniels to Drake May. And what I have found over my many years of being around the NFL is that uh, oftentimes the scouting community can be uh, in lockstep. So if you're hearing from several people that Drake May is uh, a, just a tiny notch behind Jaden Daniels, that might be reflective of how a lot of teams see it. But I'm not here to tell you that I have uh, anything bad to say about Drake May. If he goes number two overall, I will not say a bad thing about it. I will not say that they erred in some significant way. What I will be saying instead is they just got themselves a heck of a football player who's built a quarterback factory who gives them a real chance to have a 10-year stable quarterback spot going forward. So a a couple more for Field Yates, who's joining us courtesy of our BetQL guest hotline. Do you have any sort of hunch on this new group, Adam Peters, Dan Quinn, Cliff Kingsbury, as to between May and Daniels, what the preference would be? Not one. No. Okay. That's right. I'm not going to, I wouldn't, I wouldn't try to tell you otherwise. Sure. So, no. so tell me what you think about Peters, Quinn, Kingsbury in this new day in Washington without Dan Snyder. Yeah, I've known Adam for a long time. We go back to uh, both of our times in New England, so I think the world of him. He has been around winning programs left and right. Uh, obviously nearly got a Super Bowl ring with the 49ers four seasons ago and was a big part of a team that just came within inches of winning one just a couple of weeks ago as well. But, uh, you know, I think there's one of those terms that probably is thrown around a little bit too much, but he's a scout. Scout the guy's been doing this for a long time in a lot of different capacities. So he's dynamic, as I think people have probably already found out uh, through through watching him in a couple of his press conferences, I guess both his and Coach Quinn. So uh, a huge fan. I think the franchise is in uh, terrific hands. Um, Adam was probably a few years overdue for becoming a general manager. Uh, my guess is that, uh, you know, when you have done as well as he has done, uh, winning Super Bowls with the Patriots and the Broncos, you probably have the rare opportunity to be picky and choosy as a, a potential general manager candidate. So he waited for the right opportunity. And I think he landed on that right opportunity. So um, Dan Quinn, I, I don't know personally, um, but, you know, I think the reputation is pretty obvious. I mean, one of the more uh, likable and respected guys in all of the NFL brings some experience at the head coaching spot, which can provide some value. Um, and uh, they should be you know, in, in, a, in just a much different space defensively going forward. The scheme is always going to be solid, and you know that DQ is going to have the respect of his players. You could tell just how much it bothered, uh, not, not that they were uh, disagreeing with this decision, but you can tell how much it hurts guys like Micah Parsons to not have Dan Quinn uh, on their roster or on their, on their team anymore. So uh, I'm excited about the future for sure, for the first time in a long time. Yeah, first time in a long time. All right, one quick one to end because there's been you know some offshore books that have put Kirk Cousins as the favorite to land in Washington. Where do you think Cousins lands? Uh, I I I think it's probably uh, going to be Minnesota, but I have again I have no information there. That's just I think inertia tends to prevail. So that's my guess. It tends, it tends to prevail. It does. Uh, that was very nice of you. A really generous uh, time. I appreciate it so much. Take care. All right. Thank you.
Yep, Field Yates, everybody, from ESPN, courtesy of our BetQL guest hotline. We'll do some Denton news when we come back, and then I will share with you some thoughts. uh, And you can do the same um, starting at noon uh, about the passing of Lefty Drizel over the weekend. Tom McMillan will be our guest at 1225. Kevin Sheehan, show the Team 980.com. We're also free and live on the Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.